Welcome to the Make Moves podcast. I'm your host, Clayton. I'm extremely passionate about teaching other humans how to take care of their body and incorporate mobility training to move better and feel better. My goal is to also help other health professionals learn how to utilize social media to build online businesses in a fun and sustainable way that builds a strong community. In this podcast, I will be sharing ideas and stories to help connect the dots in your own mind and help you make moves on the things you want to create and build in your life. Tune in to hear shared ideas from experts and people that I think can add value to your life. Thanks for tuning in. Cheers. Hey friends, welcome to the Make Moves podcast. I'm your host, Clayton. And uh, this episode is a special episode. Um, It's actually a throwback to a conversation that I had with my good friend, Tyler. Um, This was recorded back in January of 2020. um, So before a lot of big changes in the world happened. Um, But this was from a series that I started called Walk Talks. And it was where I would just, you know, typically walk alone um, outside of nature, or I would have someone accompany me and I would just have a GoPro and a road mic and uh, just recorded a, a chat while we walked. Um, so hence the title Walk Talks. <laughs> um, so this episode, we talk about flow state, fear and mindfulness. Um, it's about a 15 minute episode. Um, and it's a really potent talk. And I just wanted to, I feel like I wanted to share it with you guys. Um, and it's one of my favorite chats that I've had um, over the years. And um, this is also a prequel. Um, I'm going to be having a number of chats with Tyler um, in the coming weeks and episodes. Um, so I thought this this was a nice way to kind of kick that off. Um, so I uh, hope you really enjoy this episode and uh, enjoy our conversation. Keep making moves. This episode here is brought to you by our sponsors, Correctos. I use Correctos every single day. Um, I definitely use them for a longer period of time if I'm finding myself in um, restricting bleh, words. <laughs> words are hard. Uh, restricting footwear. Um, so things like climbing shoes, cycling shoes, which I'm getting into a lot more, which is a lot of fun. Um, but again, uh, the typical climbing shoe, typical cycling shoe is super narrow. Um, toe box um, squishes the toes and it's not optimal for your foot to function that way so um, I typically wear my correct toes for maybe like an hour or two longer than I would Um, and it's nice because you can wear them around the house Um, you can wear them in shoes as well if you have like a wide enough shoe like ultras or vivos um, lems Uh, the nice thing about correct toes is if you go on the website they have a lot of different footwear that they recommend that can be used alongside correct toes so To start off, um, I always recommend just to kind of pop them on for like an hour or two and just kind of see how it feels. Um, And you'll kind of notice that you hit your threshold um, where it just starts to become a little bit more uncomfortable. Um, So then just pop it off so that you can allow your feet to adapt to that um, changing stimulus. Um, And like I said, you can wear them around the house. So if you're doing dishes, you know, walking around, um, doing chores around the house, uh, watching Netflix, um, it's a super easy way to kind of give your your feet a better environment and regain some of that mobility and space in the toes so that you can have a strong, solid foundation. Um, so definitely, uh, if you're interested in correct toes, um, like I am, and it's been such a, an important tool in my repertoire, um, go to correctoes.com. And if you use the promo code MAKEMOVES at checkout, you will get free shipping on your whole order anywhere within the United States. 
Um, so again, it's www.correctos.com. Um, you can also check them out on Instagram at correctos. They've got a lot of valuable um, information, foot mobility exercises, and different tips on how to regain form and function of your feet. Um, so again, promo code is make moves um, for free shipping on your whole order anywhere within the United States. Another walk talk. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about slacklining, which I have yet to really actually do. Um, flow state, mindfulness, how to tap into that kind of stuff with different types of activity, different modalities, and what it does for you, what it does for me, and what it could do for you as well. So um, tell us a little bit about slacklining. So for me, slacklining has been one of the major answers to mindfulness and for understanding the state of mind that I need to be in in order to have like a relaxed focus. Not like this gripped, intense focus, which you will try to do when you first start, but just like a very relaxed, at ease, flow state-like level of focus. Um, because when you're on the line, you know, if you start to get distracted, you lose your balance and then you'll feel your body tense up and you know it'll start to shake or it'll start to wiggle mm -hmm. and then it just like compounds very quickly on itself and most likely you'll fall however you don't have to fall you can choose actively to take a breath take that long exhale and calm down and refine balance that's cool and that is a really empowering feeling the first time that you get it because the first like hundred times you're just like nope i'm gonna get off that's that's interesting too because like what you're describing is when when things are going like chaotic around you and you're trying to like grip on and like control it even more but like some of that stuff can be like out of your control and it's almost just like it sounds like sailing like you know you have to just like adjust the sails like as the wind mm. and if you just try and like control it more then it's like you're just working against yourself mm-hmm I've never sailed. Me neither. Well, I've been on a sailboat. <laughs> I'm theorizing about slacklining. I've never really slacklined or sailed. So, you know, you can just take those metaphors how you'd like. <laughs> but in climbing, um, that's something that, you know, I can really relate to because you have to be just super, super tuned in mm -hmm. to the task literally at hand. Like you have to be thinking about how are my fingers on these edges? Can I drive enough pressure and force how do i need yep. to counterbalance this weight am i breathing am i thinking about what people are thinking about me on the wall or am i thinking about how to control down that sympathetic anxiety state exactly and just tune in and actually just do the things that my body really knows how to do like it's it's really cool when you get into that state of climbing and typically on like longer climbs but you can also find it too in like bouldering where it's like shorter problems like maybe you're up there for a minute but you can hit that feeling where it's just kind of like yeah like you're just totally tuned in when you hop off then it's just like yeah it's crazy uh, uh some of the best days of my life have been days after that like the day after i've slacklined all day really because, yeah i i guess just from like breathing and, and like having that sense of focus and like working for it mm -hmm. the next day you're just you're just so chill like everything is good everything's right 
you don't really have any worries. I think it's a, been magical. I think it's really cool how movement can tap into that state of like meditation really. You know, it's Absolutely. like for people who really struggle to meditate, I think it can be good to like get into that space through an activity that is like, okay, we're going to do this thing. Yep. We're going to tie this rope to two trees and you're going to walk across it. And it's like, you're going to get frustrated. You're going to like swear a lot. Yeah. You're going to fall. You're going to like maybe twist an ankle. Like You're going to experience the range <laughs> of human emotion. <laughs> like guilt, fear, like remorse. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're going to get through the stages of grief. But like the thing is, it's a great tool and like practice that you can hop into to experience all the things that you could experience with in meditation. Yeah. You know, like the frustration of like, oh, I'm not good at this. Oh, this sucks. Oh, my thoughts are wandering. I don't feel any different. Mm-hmm. What should I be feeling? Like, <laughs> whereas if you go into this and if you do it with enough time, you can actually experience all those things, which is really cool. Yeah, I, I, I love finding, you know, and I think there's a lot of activities that are, are like this, you know, slacklining being an obvious one for me, jujitsu being another obvious one for me, climbing, mm-hmm. you know, for you, because it's just like when you're engaged in these activities, you can't think, you know, you, and, and when you do, you immediately feel the repercussions of it because right. your performance is worse. Right, right. You're, you're thinking about eyes on you and other things exterior to you as yeah. opposed to the thing inside you, like your actual breath and your focus. Like, and it's crazy because like in climbing and in jujitsu, like it's really fucking hard. Like, you know, like yeah. it is intense. And it's like, that's one thing I really love about it is that it's like this mashup of like grit and grace, you know, you have to be able to explode in this like very controlled manner and like drive enough force but at the same time, have that grace about you where you can control your breath, control your emotions. Like if, like you, you were saying in like another talk we had with like, if you're getting smashed under some, like you have to. Yeah, you cannot think about things when someone's trying to strangle you. I mean, just period. You're not, right? you're not concerned about like the chat, the tasks that you have to do tomorrow right. when someone is actively trying to strangle you. It, Full in, stop. In this, like, weird way, it's meditative, right. I swear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's just like you're put in these precarious positions and you're forced to deal with it, you know? And I think a lot of times, like, when I am dealing on a project that is kind of like a little sketchy, like a top, where it's just like, is that a foothold or am I just going to pop right out? And, like, so I get to the top and I'm like, Elvis, like, stanky leg, you know? And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're all these things, you're like, I- I'm done, I'm done, I'm going to pump out, I'm this and that. Like, it's the moments that you fall off or you give up. Mm-hmm. Like, four or five times be like oh, I gave up even before I went for that move like yes I could feel myself going for the next hole and be like I'm not gonna hit it and then I don't and it's like yeah big surprise dude like you, you told yourself you <laughs> wouldn't <laughs> exactly this isn't I, like all day yesterday uh, so I went highlining at seldom seen yesterday mm-hmm. shout out Adam Taylor Whoop. Um, thank you for setting that up man uh, and <laughs> your your mind screams at you when you go out on a high line it is just objectively like one of the more crazy things that I think humans can do is try to walk on a small piece of strap uh, over a height that would either cripple or kill you. Right, right. Um, we're strapped in. We're strapped in. Don't yeah, worry, mom. Don't worry, don't all worry. the moms out there. <laughs> um, but like, you know, with that said, the strap is a rope that you have tied. You trust uh, the knot that you've put on it. Figure eight knot, climbing knot. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and when you get out there and your mind is screaming at you, it's like telling you all of the reasons why every single thing, you know, every position that you're making is flawed. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you're getting feedback on those ideas because it's shaking, mm-hmm. because you're losing balance, because it looks like you're going to fall to your death. <laughs> right. Um, you're forced to like deal in real time, like this biomechanism feedback loop of mm-hmm. like tension and tactile acuity in your foot to that sensation driving up your whole chain to your brain to like thoughts and incoming perception, like a gust of wind or someone saying like, you got this, like, don't fall. Like all these things are playing into your thoughts and like how you are in that moment. Yeah. It's crazy. I really want to do it. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to get you out. Man. Awesome. Um, yeah, it, it's wild. And, and you know, the, the small successes that I had yesterday in taking a few steps were when I could find, because you, you really don't, like, you never actually calm down mm-hmm. to a degree that, like, you know, your heart rate's low and how we're walking right now and we can have this, like, right. conversational pace. You're not going to be Gandhi up there. <laughs> but you also don't have to have your heart exploding out of your chest. Right. You can, you know, you can get out there, you can breathe deeply and calm you know, act, stimulate that parasympathetic nervous system mm-hmm. and uh, get to a point where you can have certain clarity of mind that it's like, don't overthink this. Just put your foot up. Right. Now stand. Right. Look, you're doing it. You're standing. Take the step. Like you actually can. And then you take the step and then you wildly overthink it and you think you're going to fall unless you fall. So cool. Like, I don't know, something about the simplicity of it too. Like, Climbing, you in the wall. Jiu-jitsu, you wrestling another human. Slacklining, you on a rope. Like, this isn't a complex thing that you have to, like, do all these things to get into it. It's just, like, a very quick conduit to, like, you addressing fear on a regular basis. And, like, it's one of the things that, like, I found that's been profoundly helpful for me in, like, decision-making and, like, whether it's, like, business stuff, life stuff, or just, like, training or climbing or anything is that, exposing myself to fear yeah. on a pretty regular basis. And, and it doesn't have to be this like huge thing. Like, you don't have to like, you know, walk out the front door and then like go run in traffic or like go uh-huh. like skydive. Like I'm not an adrenaline junkie, but I found so much reward in like climbing hard climbs that like are slightly out of my comfort zone or, you know, just doing something that would make me scared or, you know, and it's just like how you can prove to yourself how that wasn't that bad. Yeah. I think is a really important practice. You're just getting reps on like pushing your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a, you know, a, a thing that a lot of people don't really like have a concept for that. Like an easy life is not a good life. Mm. You know, a, a good life is like being, being proud of what your capabilities are and, and your body of work mm-hmm. and you know, not being, you know, lazy, which is what easy is. It's very easy to be lazy. And actually you can be lazy and be productive. I would, I would think that I'm, I'm actually a pretty lazy person, but a lot of you would tell you that I'm not right. But I myself feel like I'm pretty lazy. Um, but I make sure that I regularly, similar to you, put myself in check and like embrace things that kind of scare me. Uh, Mm -hmm. This, for example, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, literally talking on camera gives me a level of anxiety for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why. As I say it out loud, 
uh, I can feel my heart rate right. like go up. The eyes are on me. They're they're focusing yeah. on me. <laughs> oh my god! Who are all the people that are going to listen to this? Right, they're going to think I'm, I'm gonna a douche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting that like, and and just being aware of knowing those things that give you that response, you know, and and just like slowly exposing yourself to it. Like you don't have to like take these grand measures to do that, but like finding that like, and again, thanks for being the first guest on these. <laughs> um, but like in finding and just doing that, you get more and more comfortable. And like these seemingly like anxiety producing things that are like, oh my gosh, this is so huge, start to relatively become like not that big of a deal. How's it going? Hello. Like, you know, case in point, you know, someone walking by and you're like, oh man, like how is this actually going to work? Like you yeah. just like, you just deal with it. And then like you realize it's not that bad. So like a lot of times if you're trying to make change or trying to do something different, there's going to be all these obstacles that pop up. And a lot of them are just projections of like thoughts that you have, like, well, this could happen, this could happen, this could happen. And then you start to play down that rabbit hole of like, well, if this happens and that happens, and then this person's going to think that, and oh, I'm going to yeah. do like, and then you're just plan B, C, D, <laughs> like, paralyzed, <laughs> paralyzed by fear and you can't do it. And then it's just like, no wonder, because like anytime you have an idea or you think you want to try something, you think of plans A through D and all the subsequent things that can happen after that. And then you don't do it. And so it's just like, you can just take some of those barriers out and just like try it. Then, yeah, it's, it's a lot better. And, you know, I like the thing too you said about like, like the easy life and the good life. And like you can like be lazy too. You know, I think as humans, like that's kind of our, uh, our natural like go-to, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like I think physics even tells us that like that's natural. Like the easiest path, the, mm -hmm. the path of least resistance uh, will be the one taken. But that doesn't make for like a, a quality life. Mm -hmm. Right. You know? Yeah, something you feel good about. Yeah, it's interesting. And I also think it's something too that I think our generation has to be made aware of is that you don't always have to be on. You don't always have to be oh, go, yeah. go, go. Like I feel like people love to like emphasize like hustling and grinding and yes. like doing right. lots and lots of doing. If you don't see me and doing, then we neglect the, the other side of the equation, which is being, mm -hmm. you know, doing and being need to have balance. Right. Um, and that's like what all ancient, you know, cultures are trying to pass down through their wisdom is like this, this element of balance and having balance in your life. And right now in our current like state, we're just like, I need to always be hustling. I need to always be on doing, I can never slip up. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, yes, you can. You can relax. Right. You know, especially if you feel like you're not being effective or you're not getting some of the things that you want in life. Sometimes you really do need to just take a step back, be introspective, take a couple calming breaths and figure out the path forward so that you can do it optimally. Mm -hmm. Cool. That was beautiful, by the way. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time.